Oh, just like Carol Ann and Poltergeist. We're back. Coming up on the Pinstripe Pod, we look back at what has been a wild couple months and look ahead to a 60-game season upon us in baseball. Giancarlo Stanton drilled Masahiro Tanaka in the head with a scorching line drive Saturday at Yankee Stadium summer camp. Will Tanaka be good when the season starts July 23rd? We are joined by New York Post baseball columnist Ken Davidoff to discuss the Yankees players with coronavirus and whether M. MLB will be able to get through the season. All that and more next on the Pinstripe Pod from the New York Post. All rise. Here's a Pinstripe Pod. Welcome back to the Pinstripe Pod, a New York Yankees podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Chris Sheeran, alongside my co-host, former Yankee and four-time World Series champion Jeff Nelson. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you use Apple, please give us a five-star rating and write a nice review, if you will. We appreciate your support. So we are back and we'll now bring you two episodes a week, starting with spring training, a.k.a. summer camp on Mondays and Thursdays. Thursday episodes will be highlighted by some tremendous Yankee guests. That begins this Thursday as former Yankee Johnny Damon joins Nellie and I. And Jeff, uh, after a long respite, one that neither one of us wanted, we are back, sir. We are back, finally. You know, and hopefully it's, it kicks off here July 23rd. I know the schedule is going to come out, you know, even though it's a bizarre schedule, we're still going to have 60 games. Hopefully we get through that. We get into a postseason. Uh, it was so frustrating for me as a former player. Uh, I can go back to 94 when I was a player rep in Seattle and how we informed every player. It was a lot different back then. Now the disparity of money and contracts are a little bit, well, actually a lot different. Uh, just to hear the bickering back and forth, and to me, it was embarrassing. You know, I, I don't know why they didn't come to an agreement earlier. I don't know what the players gained out of this. I don't know what the owners gained out of this, but we have baseball. It's going to be 60 games. I know it's a shortened season, but you know what? At least sports are back. And that's that's what yeah, everybody has to concentrate on. I know there was a lot of back and forth about how, how could anybody have a 60 game season in baseball. You can't decide a, a league MVP. You can't have a true Cy Young award winner. You can't have a true home run king. But it's exactly what you just said, Jeff. Baseball's back. Sports are starting to trickle back onto our TV screens. NASCAR came first. We're going to have the MLS uh, a little bit uh, later this month. We're going to have baseball. We're going to have the WNBA. We're going to have the NBA. That's, that's the main thing in my book. I don't care how many games they play. The main thing, Jeff, is that baseball is back. It is. You know, golf came back, and that was nice to see. I think they might have been the first ones to actually come back. But the biggest thing is like, oh, how can you crown a champion after 60 games? Well, you know what? You ask the, that team that's going to win the World Series, they don't care how many games it's going to be. They're going to get a ring. And if it's the Yankees, and I hope it is the Yankees, and they win number 28, they don't care how many games it's going to take them to win. The thing is, it's interesting that everybody is in the race. 
place. You take the last place team, the team that's going to be the worst in Major League Baseball. You're going to start on July 23rd, July 24th. They've never been in a pennant race that far into the season, and they are now. And you know what? With the coronavirus, with guys are getting it now, teams are are announcing certain players coming up with the coronavirus. Uh, you're going to take all 60 guys, 57, 58, however many the teams have do- designated as their roster. You may use maybe 50 players to get through a season. So to be able to win a World Series in that facet, you know what? Good for that team. And I hope it is the Yankees. You know, obviously I'm a Yankee. I hope it works out for them. But it's just nice to see that baseball is back and we're able to talk about it. You know, they did talk about maybe having expanded playoffs this year, but because of player safety, that was taken off the table. It'll just be the traditional 10 teams, five from each uh, league. Uh, And you're just going to have the American League East play the American League East teams and the National League East teams. Everybody's going to stay in their divisions, uh, whether it be American League and National League. East will play East, Central, Central, West, West. I think that's the right way to do it. You limit travel. Jeff, what are your thoughts on just playing the Eastern division rivals in your own division and in the National League, their counterparts. Well, I, I think that's the way you have to do it. You, you know, they were talking about earlier about, oh, we just going to have Arizona and Florida, maybe add, da- you know, Texas in there. That scrapped, you know, and all of a sudden Florida became a hotbed as far as the spring training, Arizona right. the same way. And now everybody is practicing their, that summer camp uh, 2.0, whatever you want to call it, in their own home cities, which I think is great because that way everybody can get established if you're, if you're on that 30-man roster when you break camp and then all of a sudden after two weeks, it's going to go to 28. And then by a month, it'll go down to 26, where it was going to start originally if the season started on time. I think that uh, I think this is perfect. The biggest concern that I'm going to have is once they do go on the road, and I know broadcasters, there's not going to be any visiting broadcasters going into visiting cities. They're going to all have to do it simulcast out of the out of the studio or wherever they're going to do it to try to keep, I guess, the certain amount of play players just on that plane and try to keep it safe. To me is once you get to a hotel, uh, I know it's 60 games. How are you going to keep these guys in a hotel and not have them venture out when you go to a visiting city. That is the biggest concern of mine. How are you going to be able to keep these guys roped into that hotel? Well, old habits die hard and it's going to be tough, but you know, the more players that test positive, uh, the more that teams are going to have to be cognizant of what's going on around them uh, in their own quote unquote bubble and what's going on across the entire country. We just saw 16 out of 302 NBA players were tested positive for the virus. That was back on June 26th. We saw DJ LeMahieu and Luis Sessa test positive before camp started. 38 positive tests were reported in the in Major League Baseball on July 3rd. It was 31 players, seven staff members, and that represents 1.2% of the nearly 3,200 samples taken. So So Jeff, it's just going to take a collective effort by everyone to get this 60 game season done. The way I look at this is looking at an open field and there's landmines and they're everywhere and you don't know where they are and you know where you don't know when they're going to explode but that's how you have to go about this season if you're the M- NBA uh, major league baseball the WNBA golf NASCAR we saw Jimmy Johnson 
recently tested positive, the first NASCAR driver. So you don't know when these are going to pop up, but when they do, you have to really be cognizant of not only yourself, but the people around you as well. And they are, and teams are doing everything they can as far as, uh, you know, keeping these guys healthy, as far as taking temperatures, certain times of the day, whether you, you know, wake up before we get to the park, wearing masks as much as possible, social distancing as much as possible. Uh, it's so tough. You know, the one tough thing is you can't chew tobacco. You can't chew sunflower seeds. There's no spitting. There's no licking your fingers. Uh, you know, I know pitchers are going to carry these wet rags in the back of their pocket. I tweeted out some little comment. That's not going to be the only thing in these wet rags. And it's not, you know what I mean? You're opening up Pandora's box right now, but I guess it's the only way you can try to get away with things. I don't know how. Sports is such a habit forming. There's things that you just automatically do that you don't think of. And one of them is licking your fingers. I mean, you have infielders, you have outfielders, you have a pitcher that automatically just licks his two fingers before he rubs up the baseball. And, and you know, to be able to say, hey, you cannot do that is going to be very difficult. And then you have to think of the umpires. I mean, the umpires, you have the home plate umpires right over the catcher. Is this guy going to wear a mask the whole nine innings or if it goes extra innings? And then all of a sudden they're implementing this guy on second base once it gets into extra innings, which is just absolutely ridiculous to me doing it that quick. Hey, let it go 12 or 13 innings and then put a guy on second. I just don't get it. I think it's bad for baseball. But to me, you look at the umpires. A lot of umpires are not in great shape. And you're asking these guys in the heat of summer, this isn't April anymore. We're not starting in April. We're not starting in May. To throw on a mask and be right behind a catcher and try to sweat it out in July, the end of July and August, you know, that's going to be very, very difficult for some of these guys. Guys, I'm curious, how do they reprimand someone who spits? Like, if a guy spits, is is it a slap (laughs) on the wrist? It's like, you go and time out. You're asking these guys to stop chewing tobacco and stop stop spitting? That's another habit. You just cannot, what are you going to say? Oops, I'm sorry. What do you get a little mulligan or something? I don't get it. You know, it's, it's, you know, I, I understand they're trying to do everything they can to keep these guys healthy. I think that's maybe why they they gave teams the ability to go 60 players and you have a little taxi squad. Uh, you know, as far as the the COVID-19 IL, it's it doesn't there's not a 14 day, 15 day, whatever, 10 day. It's however long it takes for that player to get back. For instance, you, you know, you just mentioned Chris, DJ Mayhew. This guy was an MVP for the Yankees. He was a team MVP last year. When is he coming back? He's not going to be ready for July 23rd. Is he going to be ready sometime in the middle of August? This is one of their most important players as far as him going forward. Lead and off injured. hitter for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, exactly. It's it's this is just uh, you know it's going to be a bizarre it's going to be a bizarre season and the team that you least expect make the playoffs because 60 games, you don't have the ability to struggle anymore. You don't well, have that ability to get off to a slow start. That's the thing. Uh, you know, I, I said it earlier uh, that it was, you know, the 162 game marathon of the season is now a 60 game sprint to the right. finish line. Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you look at the the nationals last year through, I think they were talking about a 48 game season and I think they had 19 wins through 48 games last year. And you're talking about the eventual World Series champions. So this could be, you know, that's an outlier that a lot of people aren't really focusing on is that you might not have the best teams in the playoffs. You you might have some teams that just get hot 
uh, at the right time. And at the right time is maybe the, the back half of this 60 game season, you know, the next 30 games, but we're, we're seeing the Yankees, Jeff, uh, kind of continue what was going on with them in 2019. Just a scary scene at the stadium yesterday. The yes network is carrying these Yankee, uh, summer, summer camp uh, sessions live. And unfortunately we were able to see live, uh, Masahiro Tanaka get absolutely drilled by a Giancarlo Stanton line drive. Now he went to New York Presbyterian after he was helped off the field. He left, he tweeted, he said he was feeling better and he thanks everybody for all the well wishes. He still feels a little bit of it. He says he's going to try to get back on the mound ASAP. He said, thanks again for all the encouraging words, but golly, I mean, the Yankees just can't seem to catch a break lately. As soon as the season, not the season, but as soon as camp restarts, one of their starting pitchers who, Jeff, this rotation before Tanaka got hit in the head, we don't know if this is going to affect opening day or his first start, but this rotation was looking extremely solid. Yeah, it was because you would have had James Paxton come back because he wouldn't, he wasn't going to be able to be ready for the season. Uh, Garrett Cole, hopefully everything goes well. He's going to start supposedly now against Max Scherzer. Uh, if that goes well with the Nationals, I mean, they had a very good starting rotation. People say, where's the L screen? And that's the screen that protects the pitchers, you know, right. when, during batting practice. And obviously these guys have been doing some work once they ended spring training, once everything got shut down, everybody still tried to stay in shape, whether it's throwing on the side, playing long toss, doing whatever they could to just in case, hey, the season's going to start or spring training's going to start. We got to, you know, be able to be ready. And, you know, it's not a long spring training. It's not the normal six weeks that everybody gets, especially the starters that try to build up their arms uh, and pit, build up their pitch counts. And when you start throwing batting practice as a pitcher, everybody throws in front of an L screen. It's your choice. You know, I threw three quarters. I really didn't like it. I kind of moved it just to the side. It wasn't directly in front of me but it was just a little bit off so I wasn't you know it didn't come in you know in my head saying oh I'm going to hit the top of the L screen uh, but a lot of guys throw with it just in case I mean you can duck behind it hard ground balls ah oh, you know what I don't feel like fielding them uh, you don't feel like being uh, you know hitting the shin or hitting the knee uh, Tanaka chose not to throw throw with one he's not a, he doesn't have great velocity I mean, he might throw 88 to 90 during the season uh, you have a hitter like Giancarlo Stanton that absolutely hits BBs probably over 100 miles an hour back up at the middle and a little slider that didn't do anything yeah, he, up in the zone did. it crushed it stanton a lot there were some people saying you know they were they were giving stanton the business but he did exactly what you're supposed to do with that pitch you take it right back up the middle right exactly and that's a hanging slider and that's that's his job yeah and you know that's and it is everybody it's, it is people's choice a pitcher's choice whether to use the l screen obviously you know, Jordan Montgomery the, did. He, he yes. went out next, and he had them put it up there because he said he was feeling a little timid about it. And I want to ask you, Nelly, did did now look? I could speak from experience because I threw a lot of cement mixers in my day when I pitched, and I, at, after it left my hand, I said to myself, "Oh, expletive," <laughs> because this could yeah. be bad. This could be hit me in the face. Did you ever have that fear when you were on the mound? No, you know, the, for me, I, I was one of those guys that I took back. 
batting practice very serious. I said, this is not for the hitters. Uh, this is my time. And I did have the L screen, but you know, because I threw three quarters, I just moved it over. And I hated to get hit. I hated to get hit during the season, but I hated to get hit during spring training. And I, I told my pitching coach and my managers, I said, listen, don't give me the lineup or, or the guys that are going to break camp. Don't give me the superstars. Don't give me the one through nine guys, the Tino Martinez, the Bernie Williams, the Derek Jeters. Give me the guys that uh, might have a chance coming up or might not have a chance this year because I'm coming inside and I'm working on what I have to get ready for the season. Right. And if I hit someone, I hit someone. I don't want to hit Derek Jeter. I don't want to hit Bernie Williams. That's a fair I'll, point, I'll, I'll hit the 38, number 38 guy on the roster. I don't care uh, because he's not meaning anything to me. But this is my time. And, you know, nowadays, you see you see batting practice you say hitters just track the ball they don't swing which I can't stand and pitchers just trying to go through the motion saying okay I'm gonna try to hit my spots and not give it a hundred percent that's when you get hurt and I'm not saying that's why Tanaka got hurt it's just one of those things that he chose not to use the L screen to be honest I don't know if the L screen really would have helped him because you have that little open area and it drilled him right in the head I don't even know if he would have had yeah, time to get behind what? it Jeff I thought the same thing the trajectory of that ball. Now, look, I, I don't know if it would have stopped it or not, but that's a fair point. I, I really don't know. I think that was just a missile that would have came right yeah. back. If you're using that L screen, and I've used one in the past too, but after I throw the pitch, I make sure my rear end is behind right, that thing. Right. <laughs> but when you're in the heat of the moment and you're trying to work on things, and that's a great point you just brought up, when you're trying to get ready for a season that's starting in less than you know 23 days, you're trying to get yourself in pitching shape and you're trying you're facing live hitters a why would you want an l screen you're not going to have that liability when you do get on the mound and you face the nationals down in dc you're not going to have that uh, option on the table so it's just a freak accident things like this happen it's unfortunate because the yankees look like they were as you said with paxton back they were lined up and ready to go but thank goodness masahiro tanaka was able to walk off the field under his own power he was alert right after it happened and after he went through a bad of tests at New York Presbyterian. He left and he was in good spirits. So it looks like it's trending in the positive. You could have a similar situation because they're going to be airing intra-squad games Monday, Tuesday. So there is a chance another right. Yankee hurts someone. So they got to be careful with these games now on TV where you're hurting your own teammates. It's it's definitely going to get dangerous because there's no L screens in these inter-squad games. Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, you know, when you're throwing batting practice, you know, I would I would always say to the pitchers, if I was a coach or a pitching coach, I'd say, listen, this is your time. This is not the hitter's time. You know, you work on what you need to work on. And the hitters, you know, they feel, hey, this is my time. I'm yeah, getting to face a pitcher. I'm getting to I'm tracking yeah. pitches and see certain things. And during the inner squad thing, this is this is the pitcher's time. You don't go in there and try to lay lay something down the middle on purpose. No, and, it's not know. batting practice. No. It's not batting practice. And look, Jake, to your point, uh, our producer, Jake Brown, um, you know, that, that would be like – all three of us, any one of us, before we leave the house in the morning, we wrap ourselves with bubble tape before we get into a car that has airbags. You can't, you can't, you can't live your life like that. And as a baseball player, you know, stuff like this happens. You can't avoid it. And unfortunately, this this year has just been such a 
<laughs> absolute you know what show you can't have spring training where you have three different fields and you're working on all these things on different fields and and side things and this and that and the other thing you just got to go out there and you got to play you you got a season in in 20 days less than 20 days you, you got to get up to speed or you're going to be behind the eight ball once july 23rd comes around and you have the the, the defending national champions in the other dugout. Well, we talked about this earlier, and you you know, this is a pennant race right off the bat. I mean, you can't if you're a player, you can't get off, you can't afford to get off to a slow start. If you're a team, you can't you can't afford to have a two, 10 game losing streak. And and you just mentioned, Chris, that it might be some surprising teams that get into the playoffs, and maybe it might not be the best teams right. going through 162 games. It might be a team that all of a sudden gets really hot for a month and they pull ahead, and there's no coming back i mean if you get off to a bad start i mean they say that you can't win a pennant in april but you can lose it well guess what you won't be able to win a pennant in august but you're definitely going to be able to lose a pennant in all oh yeah oh yeah that's definitely the case and that should scare everybody and you know that's what i thought most of today in preparation and talking to you nelly and jake is that it's going to be interesting to see how aaron boone uh navigates circumnavigates this minefield you know it, it, it's it's amazing you, you have all the pratfalls of a major league baseball season that are still out in front of you you don't know when injuries are going to happen you don't know when a reliever is not going to be able to go on a certain day and, and you don't know when you're to have a guy that needs a day on a certain day and now you have to worry about a pandemic that's going around and and, and it, it's just it's going to be and a 60 game season by the way so it's going to be interesting to see how starting pitchers are used how well, relievers you, are used and, and everything like that well you know i mean luck, hopefully these guys like i said you know it, it looked like they've been throwing and working out once that first what 1.0 spring training started and going into this 2.0 the summer camp and and you know maybe they're not too far behind i know it's a little tough to you know, try to get the adrenaline up just thro throwing a side session or playing long toss. But every manager is going to have to manage like this is a pennant race, that this is, uh, you know, you have this every game means something that you just can't throw one away. And uh, it is going to be interesting. You know, you're going to have five extra guys. I know, okay, 25, but, you know, this year is going to be 26. So, okay, you got four extra guys for two weeks. And then you're going to cut it down. You're going to have two extra guys for another two weeks. Uh, the starters obviously are not going to get to 100 pitches by July 23rd or 24th. Uh, they may get the 80 pitches. They may get the 65 or 70 pitches. Some of them, especially the fourth and fifth guys, are not going to be where they need to be. Uh, normally leaving spring training if you had the normal spring training in February. So you're absolutely right. It's going to be very interesting how how Aaron Boone works his pitching staff. I think that, you know, what was it, the max? 13 pitchers? Uh, yeah. I think yeah. now that is over now. I don't know how many they're allowed to have. It could be an extra Extra, extra three or an extra four that you wind up having. And it should be. And that goes to player safety as long as well as the virus. You have to be concerned with players' arms as well. All right, Nelly, uh, that's enough of us. Uh, let's bring in Kenny Davidoff right now. Joining us now is New York Post baseball columnist Ken Davidoff. Read Ken's columns in the New York Post and at nypost.com. You can also follow him on Twitter, at Ken Davidoff. Ken, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Let's get right into this. 
Uh, spring training 2.0 is occurring right now at Yankee Stadium. What kind of differences so far? It's only been a couple of days, but what kind of differences so far have there been for members of the media there? Well, Chris, I was there the first day, Saturday. I, I was not there uh, Sunday. Yeah, it, it's a world of difference. Uh, obviously, uh, part of the, the most the most fun of the job is getting to roam around and, and getting to be on the field during the workouts and your standard spring training and and uh, shooting the breeze with people, whether it's uh, Brian Cashman or his deputies or Aaron Boone or his coaches or when a player comes in the dugout, you you, you say a quick hi, and that's no longer the case. We are conf- uh, confined to the press box, which let me make clear i agree with that decision uh i don't want to be anywhere near the players just as they don't want to be anywhere near me you know ken this is no offense this is kind of what we hope for when i played. yes well where uh, nelly well where <laughs> I, I wish we had social distancing way back then but it just did not happen but no no offense this has got to be strange i mean you just can't go up to a player anymore and ask how he's feeling and all of a sudden or even ask hey you have a 60 game season and every game matters now it's just like a pennant race for every all 30 teams yeah yeah uh it's it's just it's not the way uh the job was designed and and nelly while i think you know i respect your feelings and and your opinion on it uh i think it actually benefits the players more uh when there is the, those up close and personal relationships i think the the benefits outweigh the costs of that uh so i think it hurts everybody but again i i get it and i am in full agreement with what's going on right now so ken you were there when masahiro tanaka uh, had his unfortunate uh accident with Giancarlo stanton what was the what was the feel there in the stadium when that happened it was terrifying chris i mean it was it was nuts i mean if you think about it so here we've been waiting three plus months for this moment and we enter this still you know very tentative about whether it's even going to work and you know i sit my my butt down on my chair in the press box and i'm probably sitting there for about 20 minutes and all of a sudden uh this happens and it was just it was mind-blowing and and terrifying uh, so I had my binoculars on, I, you know, taking my notes, you know, trying to feel what's going on. You know, the good news was you didn't see any blood and that uh, Masahiro appeared to be conscious and alert. And then he got up about five minutes after it happened. Uh, but yeah, that was a very, very scary five minutes. It's always a choice of whether a pitcher used an L screen or not. How difficult is that? Just, you know, with Tanaka getting hurt and, and he should be okay, I think, by this, the start of the season or by the start of his rotational spot. How tough is that? this going to be with Aaron Boone to put in the COVID-19, LeMahieu, Sessa, testing positive? You have the 50-plus, almost 60 players in that so-called player pool. How tough is that going to be for Aaron Boone to be able to navigate through a 60-game season, not knowing who's going to come down with something, maybe an injury, a hamstring injury could cost a player the season now. Yeah, yeah, you said it, Nelly. And let's, let's start with Tanaka. So it's a mild concussion, but we know concussions are unpredictable. They're very scary. I mean, I, I my son had a concussion uh, a few years back, and it, so every time a player gets a concussion, like my heart just aches. Clint uh, Frazier my, lost for, almost the whole season, so, right? You know. Exactly. Yeah, from my personal experience with my just with my son. So let's see. You know, one day at a time with Tanaka, and you just it's a guy you root for because of who he is, and also because of that damn concussion. It's just terrifying. So uh, yeah, maybe he'll be ready for his first start. Maybe he won't. You know, let's just we'll monitor that. And then you talk about DJ Lemayhu. 
their most viable player last year, and he's got COVID. And uh, Aaron Boone did say he was asymptomatic, but we'll see. You know, we had, it's another wait and see situation. But uh, let's face it, this is something that's impacting people ac- across the game. I mean, it's so far we don't know of any Tampa Bay guys who have COVID, big guys or, or Red Sox, as far as I know. Uh, so I guess you would say the Yankees are in that hole right now, and that they have the most valuable player who's not active because of COVID. And you know, John Sterling, uh, Ken, he always says you can't predict baseball. And, <laughs> yes, he does. And, and 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 all joking aside, no one has really been able to predict what this virus can do or or when it's going to just pop up and, and take over again. And in some parts of the country, it actually is. So how, how much of a factor, how much of a scare is that as we head towards this 60 game season in your head? Yeah. I mean, let me be realistic. I, I don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> I just don't think we're going to make it through the season. I, I get why they're trying. I think there's some merit in trying. Clearly people uh, are interested in, in seeing them try. So I don't fault them for that. But I think this is an awfully tough challenge for all sports, not not limited to baseball. But yeah, this is going to be very, very difficult. You're seeing guys opt out. It wouldn't shock us at all to see more guys opt out and more guys to test positive. You talk about what's going on in Florida and Arizona and Texas and California. This is just a hurdle unlike anything we've ever seen. You know, Ken, best case scenario, they do get through the 60 games that go into the postseason. Have you guys asked the players, you know, this is obviously not 162 games where you can go into a season and not worry about having a slump as much going through going 0 for 15 0 for 20 or having a team get off to a bad start Uh, now you can't do that you know if you're a player you can't afford to get off to an 0 for 15 or an 0 for 20 or a team losing 10 games in a row Uh, all of a sudden the pressure of major league baseball becomes greater how do these players handle that yeah that's a great question now and for sure that has come up with some of the players and you know it's kind of it's new territory for everybody i mean it's interesting i i I do some mets as well and I spoke the other day with Luis Rojas, the Mets rookie manager, and he referenced the uh, the Latin American Winter Leagues. You know, he, he has experience in the Dominican Winter Leagues, where it is about a 50-game season. So he actually has some experience in that. But you're right, no, the, the what makes baseball so special is that that marathon, right? And that's why fans love it. It's it's like your spouse, right? The baseball is your spouse and football is your mistress. So, <laughs> uh, you know, baseball, you get to just that everyday experience for six months, and now we miss out on that and I think I think the two month sprint can be fun, but for sure the results are not as true. Uh, if you know what I mean, you know you're more likely to have uh, freak results and and surprise teams in the playoffs, which would be fun in its own right. But if you're a fan of one of the really good teams that, that you know gets off to the 27 and 33 start, it's really going to hurt. Yeah, that would hurt Kenny. Uh, but having Garrett Cole on your staff for the Yankees has to help them immensely in, with this short season, especially. And you wrote a column about Cole and the birth of his first child a couple of days back and how he could really bring back the sport of baseball on that opening night down against the defending national champions in Washington, D.C. He just seems to love to shoulder the responsibility, not only of being a Yankee, he said that pressure was a privilege in his opening press conference, but he really wants to not only help this organization, but it seems like, Kenny, he wants to help the game get back on track as well. Yeah, from everything we've seen so far, Chris, about Garrett Cole, he gets it. He gets every part of this. He understands 
what it means to sign a $324 million contract with the Yankees. It means not only uh, massive expectations from Yankees fans, but from Major League Baseball as a whole, especially now, uh, given what they're dealing with between the coronavirus and the self-inflicted damage with the negotiations just to get back on the field. Baseball's in a hole. People are mad, uh, and they're going to need reasons to look uh, back to baseball, much like Nelly's 1998 Yankees and Sosa McGuire brought the sport back at that point. Uh, now they need more people to, to, to elevate the sport and, and to, to compel people to watch again. And I think Garrett Cole can be one of those key people. Ken, I'm going to ask you about a few players. And, you know, 162 games, these guys have had a hard time staying on the on the field. But now you have 60 games. You have Giancarlo Stanton, should be healthy for the beginning of the season, July 23rd. James Paxton, Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks. Uh, where do these guys stand as far as opening day? And does Aaron Bood ride these guys? You look at uh, Giancarlo Stanton, usually he needs a few days off. Sometimes he takes a vacation during the middle of the year, <laughs> do these guys last through 60 games? I mean, you know, look at Paxton. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. 20-some starts is the most he's ever had. So how are these guys pan out for 60 games? Yeah, look, if you're going to rank them in terms of most durable, uh, you probably start with uh, – with, with- God, I guess you start with Paxton because he's 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 already overcame his situation. Uh, then Judge, then then Hicks, then Stanton in terms of most to least durable. But that's that's a pretty fluid list. And Kenny, uh, af- after these guys come back and the Yankees get going with this season, what are some of the big storylines you're looking forward to covering these teams uh, as the season starts, especially that opening night? I mean, if you get Cole and Scherzer on opening night in Major League Baseball, that's that's a that's a big firework going off to get your season back underway. No doubt about it. That will be a really nice kickoff uh, to the season if if that winds up happening. And even with Zimmerman out, uh, even if if uh, DJ LeMay, who isn't ready yet, uh, that's still pretty special. Defending champions at their home against the New York Yankees with their $324 million pit pitcher going, uh, making his debut. So that would be pretty cool. I'd, I'd for sure look forward to that. Ken Steinbrenner said that there is a chance that 20 to 30 percent fans are in the building this year. Is that realistic? I just can't see a single fan in the stadium in any stadium. Yeah, look, Hal Steinbrenner knows more than than we do in terms of what's feasible but yeah just speaking as a human being on this planet in this country in 2020 i am skeptical uh, that we'll get to the point uh of having fans on the stands have you asked the player how that's going to be uh, you know i think that might be the toughest part is not playing in front of anyone yeah Nelly, and and it's interesting zach Britton, setup reliever uh he pitched in that one game in baltimore i believe it was 2015 uh, when there was social unrest in Baltimore and they decided to not have any fans and day game against the White Sox. And Zach said it was creepy. Uh, you know, you could hear the, the Orioles broadcaster, Gary Thorne. You could hear him call every pitch. Can you imagine that, Nelly? You know, hearing, hearing Sterling call every pitch. You better say some good things because if not, you are open up to a lot. Yeah. During the game. There will not uh, be social distancing if you have a broadcaster <laughs> all of a sudden rip a guy. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for sure. And I, I talked to uh, Buck Showalter about that, who I believe was briefly your manager, right, Nelly, in Texas? Yeah, 04, um, yes. And, and Buck, uh, you know, Buck said, look, there are certain players who really feed off that energy uh, and certain who don't. And the ones who do are going to have to find other ways to, to motivate. I think everyone does. I don't know how you play in front of fans. It's like playing in the backfield of a spring training game. I think 
every single player feeds off the fans, whether you're getting booed or getting cheered. You, you know, you just feed off the atmosphere. And for them not to have that, I, I just don't know how I just don't know how they do it. What do you guys think of the pictures of fans in the seats? I find it a little creepy, but kind of cool. <laughs> do you see that happening? You know, you see what the Oakland A's are doing? I think that's actually pretty great. You 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 pay a small amount of money, I think less than a hundred bucks, you know, to have a cardboard cut out of yourself in the stands. <laughs> and then if the foul ball lands at your cardboard cutout they mail you the ball like that's that's clever like let's let's give let's give credit well some of the stadiums don't have to worry about having fans in the stands because some of them don't don't draw very well anyway it's it's a marlin but if you're a yankee yeah if you're yeah in tampa bay i mean you don't have to worry about playing in front of uh nobody but if you're a yankee how does that not happen i I don't know but what about putting um cameras at seats if you're talking about the yankees put cameras at seats in the legends areas that you could control on your phone i mean everybody's on their phone that would give you the feel of being in the ballpark without actually being in the ballpark hey you can't buy a hot dog or get a beer or soda sorry but you could actually feel like you're in the ballpark and you're sitting in the legend seats and let's just say you set a camera right behind home plate i think that would be pretty cool and i think that's something that you could charge people for i would certainly pay to see that and you hear the broadcast of your certain teams uh you have your your own broadcasters you listen to the game through their eyes but you're seeing it from that perspective in the stand well you need a speaker you need a speaker so the fans could actually you you put you put put a mic yeah you put a mic on the camera yeah problem solved yeah the uh right the japanese word for crisis is opportunity right and yeah. teams teams look their teams are getting clobbered revenue wise absolutely clobbered right. so they are going to need to be creative to come up with ways for revenue I, you know kenny i i love that a's idea that it's like it's like a it's like a boardwalk game in jersey <laughs> you know you knock, <laughs> you knock something down you get the ball so that's that's pretty clever i like that <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kenny, so much for coming on with us. So once again, Ken Davidoff, you could read his stuff in the New York Post at nypost.com and follow him on Twitter at Ken Davidoff. Ken, we really appreciate your thoughts and we look forward to talking to you, hopefully, as we get this 60-game season in. Yeah, fingers crossed, guys, and everyone stay safe. That's a wrap for episode seven and the return of the Pinstripe Pod, our New York Yankees podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown for producing the show. Make sure to subscribe to the Pinstripe Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars on Apple and write a nice review, please. For Nelly, I'm Shirney. We will talk to you again on Thursday with Johnny Damon. Stay safe, folks.